Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. My name is Kathy Anello, and I am here with my co-host, Carrie Butler. And together this morning, we are bringing you a dynamic discussion about the power of words and the way that we use them. But before we bring on our special guest, I want to make a couple of announcements. First, I want to remind you that the Best Life Cafe is now available on iTunes. So you can go to iTunes Yay! and subscribe. Yep, to get the latest episode. So and usually so uh, at, an hour after the show airs, that uh, that episode is live on the podcast. So if you don't have time today, you can come back to the podcast this afternoon and get that. So that's super exciting. I also want to give a shout-out to my personal podcast, Making Each Day Matter, is now finally live on iTunes. <laughs> it took a long time to get there. And you can find that by putting that title into the search in iTunes, in iTunes podcast. And I have one more big announcement. October 14th at the Passages Bookstore in Corte Madera, California, the Best Life Cafe will be presenting our first public workshop from 1 to 4. Carrie and I are going to be leading this event, and we're going to be taking you through some processes to really visualize and create your future based on what's really in your core desires. All the details are at passages.com. But I can tell you that this morning, that is an exact alignment with some of what we are talking about here today as we bring our guest, Mary Shores, on, whose book just went live yesterday, Mary? Yesterday. It's been 24 hours. Woo! So it's called Conscious Communication, Your Step-by-Step Guide to Harnessing the Power of Your Words to Change Your Mind, Your Choices, and Your Life. It's now live on Amazon. It's available in bookstores. Mary's work has been praised by some of the greatest Hay House authors, and she also won first place in the Chicago's Writers Workshop. She was she won over hundreds of other book proposals, won a ten thousand dollar publishing contract, and in turn has created a massive following and met in some dynamic groups on Facebook. She also goes out and speaks publicly, and she will be speaking her story at the Writers Workshop in Orlando, Florida. October 21st and 22nd with Mike Dooley. So I'm super excited to hear about that. Uh, she's the founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar business. She's the revolutionary founder of the Words That Work system, which inspired her book. Mary, Carrie, welcome. We're so honored to have you here this morning, Mary. Congratulations on the book, Hitting the Bookshelves. And I know you have been on a whirlwind of emotions and from experience. I know this is the time for celebration and accomplishments of joy. So congratulations, I know what it feels like to have this great, great, great accomplishment. It it has been unreal. I just feel like, and it's so perfect that it came out during the eclipse because I just uh-huh. feel like I've been riding that energy just as just as high as I possibly can go. Hmm. This is just so exciting. Okay, listen, before, so you guys listen, before we get into like talking to Mary, I have a personal shout out for Mary because I have had the opportunity to hang out with Mary. I've had, <laughs> we've hung out, we've played, we got to go to Hay House together. It was like the most magical day ever. And I am honored, Mary, to call you my friend, like such, you were just such a, a joy to my life. I'm just so happy that we connected. And the other thing that I wanted to say is um, in that amazing intro that you gave, Kathy, 
So the Hay House workshop that Mary won was the top attended workshop of all time. So Mary won the the gift from because there was just so many people and I just wanted to share that as well that this book is amazing, it's fantastic and <laughs> I guess I'm just going to jump into my first question, Mary, which is how did you even know that there was a book inside of you and what made you choose this topic? Oh, that's such a great question. I feel like the book, the knowing that the book was inside of me actually didn't come from all the greatness. It really came you know, you listen to that introduction that Kathy just read, and it makes it seem like I have this big, amazing, fabulous life, like I've done no wrong and my shit doesn't stink. But let me tell you, there's been times that my shit was stinky. And so really because I had just lived through, and and if you know me at all, you know this, and a lot of it is in the book, but I lived through some very tragic circumstances. And what made me really want to write the book was because somehow, some way, through every tragedy that I've lived through, I was able to be resilient and I was able to overcome that. You know, I really, I really feel like sometimes the most powerful and the most beautiful thing about your story is in that moment where you can just move on and you can thrive. Wow. Wow. So that's the truth of the answer. It wasn't a pretty one, but it was true. And then you said, why the topic? So what I really wanted to do was I I just have this burning desire that I almost, it's like I can't not do this, but I just have this internal need to share the things that I've done because I know that this power is available for everyone, not just me. Like, I'm not special. You know, what's special may be the things that I've done, but everybody can do that. Right. I totally get that. I mean, we, you know, like, I know your story. It is in the book. There has been some, like, just horrible, horrible tragedies that you've gone through, but you rose up. You you rose up, and I think that that's so important. That's such an important message to share because there are other people in the world that have experienced, you know, similar losses or, or just, you know, divorce or death of a child or whatever their truth about, you know, a tragedy is. And they might be stuck, but you have shown that you can rise up, and I just think that that's such an amazing message for, for everybody, you know, that every, anybody – Anybody can rise up. Anybody can do this. It's so true. And it's, it's so important to understand that when you look at people that you really admire, you know, they have their things happen to them too. And the difference between, you know, one person or another is really the way they perceive their circumstances and the way that they can just, just get through their life even though, these things have happened. And so, yeah, I'm, a, I'm just a big fan of knowing that no matter where you're at today, you can always, always, always move forward. Yep, I love that. You know, you know and, and really like getting into the, 
the cracks of really what, you know, I, I, I had to laugh when you said, look, I, you know, an introduction, I've had introductions like that, and I'm like, oh, my God, you make me sound great, and then you really brought it back to what's real. And what you've been through, and I just got, like, chills just even thinking about what you've been through, but I can relate to a lot of it. Some of it is unspeakable, tragic loss, PTSD, verbal abuse, um, being in a situation where you might have a dollar in your pocket and you have to make a choice. And you write about honestly about a lot of this in your book, and I think that it is important for people to understand that when you have hit the depths of your life and you're sitting on the floor going, what the hell is next, that you have two choices. You get to lay there or you get to get up. And the first step is getting up. And you did that. And so I really just want to honor that for a second because it is the truth of how we rise up is that you first have to step up. And you take us through a lot of different steps. But before we get to that, I want to just read a couple of reviews that are out there. One was posted uh, earlier, and this person's first five-star review, it says, just finished the book. I'm going to use it as a blueprint of the changes I want to make. I moved 50 miles from my work. My work days became 12-hour days. I was spent by the time I got home. Looking at my picture, it is not what I want to be. It is time to start the process of getting to what I want to be. Great book. Plan to read it often and keep the ideas fresh. Wow. And I know for you, as a writer, there is no other way to honor your work than to know that you have made a change in someone's life with a sentence. So just sit with that for a minute, Mary, because that is huge. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I was pretty teary when I saw that um, on Amazon. It was a complete and total surprise, and it meant so much because, I mean, I know you've written a book, so you know you're terrified waiting for that first review to come in. And I was terrified waiting for the first review to come in. And so to see that this morning, I mean, I, I mean, first of all, I've already had too much coffee and seeing that review, I, (laughs) and I'm still sitting here eating my coffee. And when I got to work, there was chocolate chip cookies. I mean, you see where this is going, like sugar high, great news and coffee. Thank you to embrace all of that. So another review came from Mike Dooley, and I bring Mike Dooley's review in because I know that you're going to be speaking at the Writers' Workshop in Orlando uh, in October 21st and 22nd with Mike Dooley, and I know he's a mentor for you. And he cites your book, Positively Changes Your Association to the Words You Use for Yourself and Others. And I truly resonate with that because I know there's a lot of times in our life when we don't think about our responses, we sort of knee-jerk hit it, and that often has a very you know, adverse effect on us. So I wonder if you can speak to this for a minute. Like, why are words and the delivery so very important to us? You know, your inspiration for this book came from delivery of your words. So let's talk a little bit about that. I believe that words are like a mirror to your subconscious mind. And I think that the work is very resonant with Mike Dooley's work because I know I've read a number of his books and he'll talk about the very same thing. But one of the ways I was able to catch myself was years ago. I can't believe it's already been years now, but years ago before I wrote the book, because this has actually been two and a half years in the making to make Mm -hmm. this book happen. Mm -hmm. But I used to say, I want to write a book, but I'm not a writer. And those words, Like, I stated what I wanted. I want to write a book, 
but then I canceled it with the mantra of I'm not a writer. And the reason why that was true is because the words I'm not a writer were a mirror to what is the belief inside my subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind drives all of your behaviors. You know, like that weird thing you do when you're like, you know, remember on Everybody Loves Raymond and he would like touch his spoon or his fork to his chin before he would take a bite? He had that, well, okay, clearly you guys don't know. (laughs) It was so funny. The big brother... The big brother would always do this funny thing where every single time he took a bite of food, he, like, touched his utensil to his chin and then put it in his mouth. Anyway, every quirky thing you do, every logical thing you do, everything you do is because of your subconscious um, neural pathways in your brain. And the words that come out of our mouth involuntarily especially are what's showing you what that belief system is. So my belief system was that I wasn't a writer. And it wasn't until I could change that belief system that I was going to write anything. And that is so important to understand because, you know, and it's not about writing. I mean, if I say I want to open a business but I'm not smart enough or I want to get I want to get married and have a family but, you know, I'm I nobody nobody wants me. You know, we hear people say these things all the time. I know I say in the book, you know, one night I was out to dinner with a friend and we were having just appetizers and they were half off and she just looked at the menu and said, too rich for my blood. I mean, think about that statement, Mm. too rich for my blood. Even her blood is not worthy. Not only is she calling herself out as unworthy, but her entire lineage of people are unworthy. Wow. That's what she believed. She would never consciously admit to that belief. It's blind to us. Right. Well, just, yeah, because, like, you wouldn't, I mean, you really got me thinking there because, like, the, the words that we say are unconscious. And so the, for the fact that she would say that, like, she didn't even, she didn't even get what she was saying, right? Like, she didn't even, like, realize that the, the depth of did what I. she was saying. When I was saying I want to write a book but I'm not a writer, I, too, was completely unaware of it. So every time those words were coming out of my mouth, what I was doing was I was strengthening the neural pathway in my mind that made that belief true. So every time she would make a comment about her financial situation, she was reinforcing that pathway in her subconscious mind. Okay. It's Powerful stuff, I'm telling you, man. It is. And, you know, you and I have had these conversations, and I literally, like, with my mouth hanging open, I'm just like, okay, wait, I've got to wrap my brain around this. So (laughs) there is all this talk about the new neural pathways and how we can change them, and, like, that's kind of, like, what's happening right now. You know, it's like the spiritual and the scientific are coming together. So can Mm -hmm. you talk to us a little bit about how, like, how can we create new pathways and, and you know, how, like what can we do for ourselves to, to start talking differently, I guess? I don't even know if that's the right way to ask the question. but Yeah, it's a great question. And I'll tell you what, let's just skip all the nerdy neuroplasticity stuff because I'm sure by now we've all heard of that. And I'm sure by now we all know that science has proven that we are not hardwired and we can create new neural pathways. 
which means, but like what does that really mean to create a neural pathway? A neural network in your brain, and there's trillions of them, they are what drive all of your behavior. And it's almost like someone pushes a button and your behavior goes from A to B to C to D. But when you create a new neural pathway, you can go from A to H to L to 2. I just threw in a number there just to make sure everybody's listening. But the point is <laughs> you can you can go in a new direction and carve out a new neural pathway. Now, how do you do that? Right, because it's easy for me, right. and this is and this is where I really believe that my book differs from other books because I don't just say this is possible; I actually tell you exactly how to do it. And that was one of the things that used to drive me nuts because I thought, well, this is all great, but I need to know how to do it. And the answer cannot always just be meditation because I'm not a meditator. Here you see me, my belief system: I'm not a meditator. Uh-huh. The way you do it, I know. I just caught myself. See, I'm going to change that belief. The way that I did it and the way that I know it can be done is to take a new step, take one step in a new direction. Just do something new. You know, there are studies out there that will show if you even just change your garbage can under your desk from one side to the other, you create new neural pathways. Because think about that. Don't you have to have a memory of where that garbage can is? And when you change mm-hmm. the garbage can, you're going to have a pile of garbage in the old spot because your body, you're just going to throw stuff in the place where the old garbage right. can was. Right? Because you have to get used to. Yes. Or have you ever moved, but you drove to your old house accidentally after work? Like that used to happen oh, yeah. to me a lot. When we moved offices, I kept driving to the old office. Yeah. Why? Because that's mm-hmm. a neural pathway, right? Mm-hmm. I had to learn the route to the new office, even though logically, consciously, I know the route to my office. But when you get in the car, believe it or not, your subconscious is who's driving that car. So that happened to you, Carrie? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, Kathy? I, I, yeah, me too. Definitely I, it's happened to me. So when you I take a step in know. a new direction, you start to build that new pathway. And then all you have to do is follow that. So maybe your new step is, for me, it was attending a writer's workshop. You know, Mm -hmm. that was getting out of my comfort zone and doing something different. For other people, it can be, um, you know, writing an action plan for yourself, making a phone call even, you know, just doing something in the direction of what you want to happen. Not even something big, just something. I did the the there's the five step the action plan thing there. I mean, you you worked it out with me, and I you know like it was amazing. It was uh, so amazing just to actually the art or the act, not the art, but the act of writing it down was crazy. And then you because then it allows your brain to see other possibilities. You yes, know, which I'm I just so, think is is. Oh. I'm so glad yeah. that we're talking about this because there is, when you take the time to write things down, and whether you do it through the action plan that I provide in the book, and also the free giveaway. So even if you don't buy the book and you just take advantage of my free download, there is a one-page action plan in that download. And Carrie, yeah, I mean, just like. 
I know the story, but I would love for you to tell the listeners, like, how many opportunities came to you within, like, a week and a half of you completing that action yeah, plan. Yeah, I would hear that also. Yeah, it was crazy. So I, so my job, my day job is, is that I um, teach emergency preparedness, and I created a deluxe line of emergency kits. And I was really stuck, and I was talking to Mary about it, and she's like, okay, you've got to do this five-step action plan. And so... I did it, and basically what it, it allowed me to do was come up with new ideas about how I was going to get my the word out there a little bit more. And so, you know, I wrote some stuff, and, and I followed through. And then what happened was I got a phone call out of the blue, and I mean, you guys, out of the blue from this girl who's, like, creating a brand-new a program for kids in schools for emergency preparedness. And she's like, and I want you to like be a part of it. Like that wasn't even on my action plan. And, and so just, just for a second, oh I want to say why yeah, that no, happened. Go. Okay. Cause you said so much magical things there. Number one, when you did the action plan, it primes the muscle of your subconscious mind to start bringing the ideas that were already there. They were already inside of you. But what it did was it took it out of your subconscious and put it into your prefrontal cortex or your conscious mind. Okay? So all of that knowledge was already there. What you did was you, you like, reached in the idea bucket and you pulled them out and you brought it up to your subconscious or your, excuse me, your conscious mind, which is your awareness. So like you said, all of a sudden you become aware of all these ideas and they all feel so good and exciting. Mm-hmm. But, and that will happen to everyone who does this action plan. Now the next thing that you said, which I love this, and I have a whole section in the book called Synchronicities, Magic, and Probabilities. There, and I can't explain this one. This is where I, I love to quote Einstein and say spooky action at a distance. Because I know all about that phone call you got, and there were so many weird synchronicities, like the fact that you guys were both already in each other's phones, even though right? you never met. Right, I was going to say that. I totally thought that was yeah. an amazing Well, that is the yeah. magic of synchronicities, that when you use the power of your subconscious mind, and I don't know what it is, but somehow that power, that energy goes out into the universe and somehow reaches that other person and synchronistically totally. made you guys connect like magnets. Yeah. And that is, and so if you, and you know, we hear these stories all the time, but they really mm-hmm. are very true and they happen to me all the time. And I truly believe that there is a magical power in doing that one-page action plan. And actually the, the thing you said, which I love, is I followed through because how many times did I ask you to do that action plan? Oh my God. <laughs> Several. <laughs> hey, call me out, Mama. Well, but it's important. The reason I think it's so important is because so many of the listeners will do the same thing. Like they'll get all excited and they'll print it out, right? And then yes. they'll get distracted. So the, I'm, it's not a, I'm calling you out. It's that, like, that is real no, for everybody. That moment of, okay, I want to do this, but, um, yeah, I'm, like, totally doing something else right now. That you well, have to, like, let, carve out the time to do it. Yes, and let me just say that I, um, when I finally decided to do it, I was kind of feeling a little bit um, in despair. And so I mm. just want to invite everybody to do it 
without getting to that point because imagine I mean, I just got an email this morning inviting me to um, this huge emergency conference that I didn't even know about, and I don't even know who said it. And yeah. weird stuff is happening. Your opportunities have been rolling in, and that's exactly what happened to me. And so the reason I love sharing that action plan is because, you know, I've ran this business for 20 years, and I have never been – like I've never sat down and wrote like a five-year business plan or whatever, you know, like I wouldn't even know how to do that. It actually sounds scary to me, but I can write these one page action plans. And so that is how I really manifest things is by writing these one page action plans and really, you know, making things come into the world. And you have to like first write it down then, you know, the ideas come, then the synchronicities come, and it just gets better and better. And before you know it, you have manifested exactly what you set out to do. So, Hello? Hello? Is everybody there? I'm we here. Did we Carrie. lose Carrie? Yes, we lost Carrie. Sometimes her phone just kind of bowls out, but that's Okay. Uh, we're going to keep going. She'll be right back on. And, you know, I really love this conversation because I am a true believer, a true believer that we can really manifest what we want by doing exactly what you said. I actually just wrote a business plan for a client the other day, and I'm thinking, here I am writing this business plan for someone, and I have never even looked at this action plan for myself or this process of action plans. I'm super excited because I'm feeling kind of stuck right now. And so I, I totally understand that. And, I, and so I'm going to switch gears just a little bit to alignment because a lot of what we talk about, you know, the main goal here is happiness, right? Like we all want to feel good. And so a lot of what's been going on is talking about alignment. You talk about alignment. Abraham talks about living in alignment. I know you're an Abraham follower. We're Abraham followers to, to the max. Uh, but so living in alignment, words, thoughts, and actions. You know, what – can you give a definition of that for me, for, for our listeners? Like, what does that really mean? And, and because I believe that when you're living in alignment, that's when sick synchronicity, magic, and possibilities happen. So, okay. Well, first I'm going to tell you my little Abraham story. Okay. That um, when I was at the Abraham workshop, and I was in, it was in Chicago. I live in Illinois. Um, so I went there that day with my friend. And first of all, I just want to be honest that her and I were like, oh, my gosh, we're going to see Abraham. What's that going to be like? Because we were still a little <laughs> resistant. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, is this sure. real? What What is this? So anyway, we show up, and we went through the whole day, and, like, people are getting called up into the hot seat. And I was not raising my hand because everybody was, like, raising their hand. And I was sitting, like, pretty super close to the back. Well, anyway, it was getting towards the end of the end of the day or the afternoon or whatever it was that we were doing, and I just thought I had this instant thought in my head, raise your hand to prove to yourself law of attraction is real. So I just started to raise my hand, didn't even get it halfway up, and she called on me. Oh, my and God. So, you know, it was so fun, right? So I go up into the hot seat, and I didn't oh even my really God, have anything. Yeah, I didn't even have anything to, like, ask because, like I said, I just, you know how you know how, you, how we do that. Like, we little, do little tests. 
So I was just doing a little test. So I get pulled up there, and I'm like three feet away from Abraham, and um, we start talking, and she says to me, and I have it on a recording, that I was the one of the most powerful manifestors that they had ever, ever come across. And that was in October of 2012, and honestly... Um, that was, so that was before I was writing the book. I wanted to write a book in those days, but like that, those words swirl in my head so often because I realize now that what I am meant to share in this world is how we have this power to manifest or transform or make things happen or create your dreams, create your reality. I mean, whatever words you want to call it, it doesn't matter. I don't even care to call it law of attraction. Because I think that we are built to do this. So, okay, going back to alignment. The reason I'm so jazzed about alignment is because I could never, ever, ever understand alignment. Like I would hear all these spiritual teachers and they would say, you have to get in alignment. And I would go, what language are you speaking? Because I don't understand. Like that seemed like the most complicated concept in the world to me. And then... I don't know. I had the light bulb moment where I all of a sudden understood it. And what I understood it to mean is that you have to get your feelings, your thoughts, your words, mm-hmm. and your actions all lining up in the same, in congruent, you know what I mean? All I in do. the same direction of your dreams. Because if you say you want to lose 20 pounds, but you're eating the chocolate chip cookies that your coworker brought in, that's out of alignment. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a great example. And and often, and we're going to get into your processes in just a, a few minutes, but I can wholeheartedly tell you, uh, sneak peek on one of her processes, Cleanse and Clog, I have been asking my, since reading your book, I have been asking myself, Kathy, does this cleanse or does this clog? You know, like, and that internal dialogue with myself and when it's cleansing and then I start taking my brain to be picking the things that are cleansing me more, I know that I'm moving towards living in alignment. And one of the part of your book, um, it, you talk about what we focus on really grows. And you have a quote from Wayne Dyer I think would be super appropriate to share right now. And it says, connections and synchronicities are always there, whether we can spot them in the moment or not. This is a universe where there are no accidents. And you go on further to say these synchronicities are controlled by our focus. And the reason why what you focus on grows is because the reticular activating system in your brain will automatically find matches for your focus. And you further, we're talking about Pam Grout in that chapter, which I've done some of Pam Grout's exercises. So I really resonate with that. And I believe that, and I want our listeners to know that this stuff is like the real stuff. Like it really does work. So bravo on the process. We'll get to those in a minute. Yeah, thank oh. you. And um, just a shout out to Pam Grout because, number one, um, Pam, Grout, Pam Grout was a huge influence on my life. And actually not because I read her book. I actually have her books, but I honestly have not read them. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> but I heard her do a podcast. And it was right before E Squared came out. She was doing a podcast just like you and I are doing a podcast right now. And she just uh-huh. talked about her gratitude group. And I thought immediately, like, I have to do that. And that was years ago. And uh, I put it in the book. But I really, Pam Grout and that gratitude group idea 
really saved me during a dark time. And so I just mm-hmm. am so grateful for her. And um, the reason I want to shout out to her is because her book just launched yesterday, too. I can't remember I the name of it, but she did. But oh, her, so Hay House must have launched a, bu- a bunch of books yesterday. Yeah, Brendan Burchard's book, I think, is, uh, is about to launch also. There's a few books coming out right now, which is super exciting. Yeah, so anyway, I forgot. I already forgot what your question is because I just went on my, like, Pam Grout love affair. <laughs> no, I was just – I actually was just commenting that, uh, you know, parts of your book are so – the way you write – you know, one of the things I love about your writing, and I've told you this, is that I can, and, and hearing your voice, it's like you talk to people, even though you have some really good scientific backup that's supportive, uh, you also talk to the person like me who just wants a basic understanding of how to make this happen. And so I love the way you mix that together so that I can get more scientifically knowledgeable, but I can also understand that it is kind of a simple thing. And You know, one of the things that you do talk about uh, in the book is you say happiness is a choice. And you say simply those words, happiness is is a choice, isn't that simple. So for a second, let's talk about what it takes to move out of despair and into happiness with our actions. Yeah, so my thought, you know, we're, we're smack dab in the middle of this huge positive psychology movement. And I'm not a fan of, if happiness was... If happiness were a choice, well, we'd all be happy all the time. There would be no reason to be unhappy. But the truth is, we're not going to grow when we're super comfortable. We're going to grow and expand when we're uncomfortable. And it's very necessary to have those times. And so I feel like we're we're almost to this point with the happiness movement that I start (laughs) to feel guilty if I had a moment where I wasn't feeling joy, I but we're given that. an emotional That's spectrum right. for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's super important that we, we have a process to follow that when we are in those darker moments, like Carrie mentioned, you know, she was at a place of despair, but like, mm-hmm. you know, Carrie, when you're in that place of despair, did you feel like you had to keep that hidden because like we're all supposed to be happy all the time? Yeah, I, I well, yes, I absolutely did. It was like I didn't want to, I was afraid. I was completely afraid to, like, totally surrender to my despair because I was afraid mm-hmm. of, like, what would happen if I just collapsed in it, you know? I was, mm. it was, uh, you know, which it just, yeah. So is that kind of like fight or flight, Mary? Like, is that like what I well, did? Was I like I was fighting it or no? No, that's a little different. Um, that's a that's a little different because fight or flight is instinctual and it's in it's within our physical body, and I'll mm. I can go into that. So, but the to finish up the happiness piece, like really, I've done a lot of research and it's right there in the book. The steps how to move yourself up that frequency scale of emotions. So that mm-hmm. when you are having your dark times, like I literally give you, I think there's about a five-step process. And if you don't have the book, you can actually find it on my blog. It's called From Breakdown to Breakthrough, and Here's How. So I actually um, wrote that process 
um, and shared that on my blog. So I'm happy to give that to anyone. And you could literally do this right now today. If you go find that article, you can do this right here, right now. You can go through these steps, and they will work. And here's the thing. like My belief is that science and spirituality are really talking about the same thing. They're just using two different languages. And the reason it was so mm-hmm. important for me to to use science as a foundation of what I'm explaining is because I feel like as soon as you understand the science and you see tangible evidence, it no longer becomes woo-woo. It's like, okay, this is totally real. I, I yeah. get it now. And once you understand oh God, that, yes. you become unstoppable. Mm, I love that. I love that too because, you know, after you and I talk, then listening to like Abraham or Wayne or whoever, you know, I, it like makes more sense to me. Do you know what I mean? Like it, I, just, I hear it differently. Like I, I, and I understand it more. You're absolutely right. That's totally yeah. right. You're so smart, Mary. Oh, you're so smart. Really, Mary. we just think you're so smart, Mary. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally do. And uh, you know, there's so many things in your book that I, I there's so many places I could go. I, I want to get. We're getting down to 22 minutes, and I want to get to some of the processes in your oh. book. So I'm going to go ahead. I have some things I hope we can get to, but I want to talk about fog or cleanse because I think the understanding for people is how to make that choice. And so if you could take us, you know, how you came up with this process and the benefits of it. Well, okay. I, that is my favorite part. And um, (laughs) I know we're going to talk about the writer's workshop. So this is a great place to also talk about both things because um, Cleanser Clog is chapter five in the book. And the thing is, that is the chapter that I sent into Hay House to win the contest. Mm. So that is how flippin' good that chapter is. <laughs> Bravo. So, People, get this book. <laughs> so the thing is, um, I love, love, love to talk about this because it really takes this idea of alignment and makes it super simple about how to get into alignment. So it it just goes as simple as this. Everything you do, every word you say, every action you take, every choice you make in each thin sliced moment of life either gets you, it cleanses you and puts you closer to the life you want or it clogs you and moves you further away. So everything is either creating a connection or driving a disconnection. And once you understand that, the way you make decisions will change, and they will change quick. Organically change, definitely. Yeah, because it's such a simple concept. You know, we don't have to worry about – I I love um, – one time I listened to this interview with Dr. Hugh Lynn from uh, – I'm sure Carrie knows all about him. Yes. Okay, so the Ho'oponopono, and he said, Mm -hmm. well, if I'm teaching a workshop in L.A., they're going to say, how blue does the bottle have to be? Do I need to, like, cross my leg to the left or to the right? And it's like we want these exact (laughs) instructions. And if you think about cleanse or clog, it's simple. Like, I need things in my life to be simple. And if I just ask myself, is this cleansing me or clogging me, 
it will completely change my choices because the truth is we all have this infinite amount of potentials that we have available to us in our life. And there's a difference between what's possible and what's probable. You know, everything is possible, right? But what's probable Mm -hmm. is determined by your actions. That's so good. See, and then... And when you ask that question of yourself, cleanse or clog, then you become very conscious mm-hmm. of your choice. You know and your I mean? creation. Like you, yes, it's like, well, okay then, you know, if I want to lose that 20 pounds, but I pick up that brownie, yeah, not going to really see the results that I, you know, but, but it's like, nope, I'm taking the brownie. Today I'm taking the brownie. Yes. Yeah. If you want to clog, that- you clog, but you're conscious of it. <laughs> And you, well, and so, you know, that's why, and in the book we talk about the 80-20 rule. So really, in order to make this work for you, it's just, you just do this 80% of the time and then 20% of the time. That's right. Have your chocolate cake and your glass of red wine and and enjoy yourself and be out of alignment. But like bringing it back to our conversation earlier with Carrie and her action plan, the soonest, as soon as she did the action plan and she started following it, she got into alignment. She cleansed herself, and yes. then everything started happening for her. So I think it's all just a great example of how these processes work together to support each other. Yeah, this is like my Bible. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like, I just, there's just no better book for me. Because, like you were saying, <laughs> Kath, like, it's easy. Like, do you know, it's like easy to understand. Like, there are times when I listen to people talk about the scientific thing and my mouth hangs open and I'm like, I, yeah, I, I don't even know, you know, and then I start beating myself up because I don't even understand what the heck they're talking about. And then I just feel totally clogged, if you will. But you make everything so we do. We want it like you're right. Like which, you know, do I put my, le- my left leg over my right leg or do I, you know, do I look to the north? Do I look to the south? Like we all, it's like we think that like, there's so there's like a secret or something, and we, if we don't find figure that out, we're screwed. But it's you so did that you did simple. that with the action plan. Do you remember? You were like, well, do I have to do it this way? Do I have to do it? You know, like there's no rules. Like we're yeah. always obsessed with these rules. And it's just so it it actually it's like a relief. You know, it's like oh my god, like it's not such a big deal. Like it's it can really be simple. Like it really is that simple. Just do you want to pick that up? You know, do you want to put that in your mouth or not? Yes or no? I mean, I'm, of course, talking about the chocolate chip cookie or the brownie again, but it is that simple. <laughs> you can tell where my mind's at today. But, you know, but it is. It's that, and it's that simple with everything, right? It really can, it really can be that simple. I, I agree with that. And, um, you know, uh, there's no magic formula, but you do have a magic eight formula, and I was privy to some of the magic eight, and we're going to talk about that process just a little bit, that you did back, I think, in 2005, Katie. And a lot of what you had put on your magic eight has happened. And so maybe you could kind of give us – I mean, I want to give the whole book away because I think everyone should have this sitting on their shelf, and they should be teaching it in schools right now to the younger children, but – Let's talk about the Magic 8 just a little bit because I think it's a so really the, fun exercise. And the, the Magic 8, so um, Kathy is one of the, 
very few people on the planet that I actually sent my actual Magic 8 to. And really all it was was um, I just sat down one day and I was like, I want to write a list of all the things that if these things were to happen in my lifetime, so I didn't like put a time limit on it, but just like sometime before I die, that I would like be at peace in my final like moments. And I didn't know what I was going to write when I sat down and started writing. And it just so happened that there was eight because I didn't even, I mean, maybe there was going to be 11, you know what I mean? I don't know. But for me, there was eight. And I just named it my magic eight because I thought that sounded cool, like an eight ball, ball. (laughs) like an eight ball from like the 80s. So, um, yeah, so I just, I put things on there. And now that it's multiple years later, you know, one of the things on there was that I wanted to be a best-selling author. I wanted to be a public speaker. I wanted to live my mission, that I wanted to, like, make an impact in my industry. And, you know, that was actually – I just sort of free-flowed and wrote. So, um, yeah, that's that's in the book. And I don't even know if I would call it a process, but I definitely, like, in Ignite Your Dreams, we have one called the Zen 10. So um, if you download Ignite Your Dreams, you'll see it's the very day one of the personal development challenge is to write out your Zen 10. And they don't have to be like this big grand list like you're going to turn into Mother Teresa. It can be like, oh, my Zen 10, I'd love it if I ran into so-and-so after work. Or, you know, like I want to run into like-minded people more often. That could be a thing that you like write down for yourself. Um, or you could reach for the sky and say, I am going to be an internationally known, like you guys are having your first workshop coming up. That is huge that you get to teach this four-hour workshop. And, you know, you could talk about that like the sky is the limit, right? You know, we're going to make an impact on people with this workshop. And then, you know, that workshop is going to, by word of mouth, grow into other workshops. But I digress. So my, my magic gate was just eight things I really wanted to be true in my life. And they had things on there like I wanted to become enlightened and actualized. I wanted mm-hmm. to have enough abundance financially in order to experience things. I'm not really into having material things because I just it clogs me to, like, have stuff. Um, plus I'm kind of, like, just a messy person in general, so the less – physical things I have, the better. But what I really get juiced by is having experiences. Like I Mm want to go see the pyramids. I I want to like, you know, when I went to Hawaii for the first time in December on a Kundalini retreat, it was like the time of my life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where my, my total juice is. And, um, Okay, so I just have to say this because I definitely, I know we're getting like low on time, but um, yeah. it would make me crazy if we didn't because I, from the show notes, Kathy, you're, you have a, is it a grandson is named after oh, Chaz Palmentieri? Okay. So, I'm so excited, so I got to tell you guys, so I'm reading Mary's book and she starts to talk about the Bronx tale and my mouth dropped open because she's talking about the character, and my grandson's name is Colodro Anello, who is the character in the Bronx. If you go to the movie, like his true name at nine years old is Colodro Anello. They called him Steve. And I was, like, reading it, and I'm going, oh, my God, this is so synchronistic, right? Because 
nobody really knows that story about my grandson, but we did name him after that character. So, and you got a message from the show, and maybe just share what that message was that you got from that particular tale. Yeah, so um, I got to watch the movie at a um, film festival. We have a film festival in our town called the Ebert Fest, and it, it's a very well-known film festival. And they show underrated movies. So that's like the point of the point of the festival. So one night they were showing A Bronx Tale, and I'd never seen the movie before, even though it came out in 1993, and it was this like – you know, the movie was actually very, very successful, but I had never seen it. So I'm watching it, and I'm just loving this movie. And I'm like, you know, this is not a gangster movie. This is a spiritual movie. And the whole message I got from the movie is, and it's a quote from the movie, the choices you make will shape your life forever. And, like, truly, that is where Cleanser Clog, that is, like, that is the introduction in the book to Cleanser Clog. The choices you make will shape your life forever. There has never been more brilliant words uttered. So then the story gets better because I went to, they have this after party. Um, We have a small movie studio in our town. It's called Shatterglass, and my buddy owns it. And so I got to go to this party. And all the whole time I'm just thinking, I hope Chaz Palminteri shows up. I hope Chaz Palminteri shows up. And he walks in the door, and, of course, everyone is, like, swarming him because everyone, like, wants their picture with him and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, walk up to him and I said, do you think that you came into this life to play this role? And that man took me in the other room, in the screening room, and spent the next two hours one-on-one with me talking to me. Like it was Shut insane. Up, yes, it was insane. Like he it's he it's literally it's was like, "Come on, I'm telling you what happened." And he told me everything about the movie. He told me everything was true. He told me like they couldn't even find oh. actors to play those gangsters, so they actually went and got the real gangsters that were those oh, people wow. were the actual gangsters themselves who played those roles because they couldn't find any actors to do it good enough. The like great he, movie. He, I, I, I love the movie. I own the movie. <laughs> uh, wow, that's a great story. So there's so many fun stories in Mary's book, you guys. I, I just want you to just get on Amazon.com or BNN.com and get that book or go to your local bookstore. So let's switch gears to the Writer's Workshop and talk about, you know, your what's coming up for you, how that was for you, why it's so full circle for you to be speaking there. Yeah, so this was crazy, and um, it's actually, I have to give credit to Carrie Butler from your show, believe it or not. So (laughs) I, my son, who is 16, his name is Hayden, um, he was going to the Tony Robbins Global Youth Leadership Summit in San Diego, and he was like, Mom, like, I really want you to fly with me. I, I don't feel comfortable flying on the plane by myself I want you to come with me because he had a bad experience on the plane before so I didn't I have to be honest like I didn't want to go because like I just I'm so busy because of the book launch I didn't want to go so Carrie said hey did you know the Hay House headquarters is like right there and she's like you could go to what would you call it? It's like the Chopra Center. She's like, you could go to the Chopra Center. You could do all these things. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go for it. 
So I, I start, like, I bought myself a plane ticket, and then I, like, call the Chopra Center. They don't got nothing going on, like nothing. I'm like, well, crap, what am I going to do now? So finally, like, either the day I arrived or the day after, I had been emailing um, Hay House to see if I could at least just, like, go there and take a tour. So the day they finally, like, respond, and they say, hey, can you come in? And then they said, we want you to do a Facebook Live off of our page. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy that this is happening. So as Carrie said before, like, she – she took, like, the whole day off to come to Carlsbad. She wanted to go to the Hay House headquarters. I just, like, I was like, I'm going to feel kind of silly. I'm just bringing my friend to my meeting with me. But it totally worked out. And then by the time we left there, they said I could come and speak at the writer's workshop. Now, this mm-hmm. is so important to me because that writer's workshop changed my life, right? Mine the choices too. you make will Mine shape your too. life forever. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, like, the biggest message that I got from that workshop is it doesn't matter if I win or I lose because, and there's no losing. I shouldn't even say that. It doesn't matter yeah, if I, I get agree. first prize because my yeah. book is coming into the world and I know exactly how to do it. And the reason I know how to do it is because of that workshop. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the stars lined up and I won, which is great, but even if I hadn't won, I still won. Yeah, I, that's exactly how I feel. You and I have had the conversation. It's it's you. It's a win because when you want to have a when you have a book inside of you, like when I was at the writers workshop, Marianne Williamson was the speaker, and one of the things she said to me is like to the to the group was, it's like being pregnant, and you're you know you're marinating this baby, but you're marinating your story, and it has to come out of you. There's no way you can – it might be five years you marinated. It might be six months. Some people write, like Wayne Dyer, in 72 days. But a book that's in you has to come out. And I always resonated with that, that no matter what was going to happen, win or, or, like you said, win or not win, because I don't like the word lose either, um, I won. And I didn't win the contest, but I won because my book is out there and it's changing lives. So that's really that's all I wanted. That's what call it, win or win. you either going to win, win, or, win or, or you're going to win. Oh, I love that. You can use that for your speech next in October. I think that you should add that into your talk. I love it. So listen, anybody who's listening right now and they have a book idea, I don't care where you're at. Like, I think another thing is people have these beliefs. Like, they think they already have to, had to written the book. I had yeah. not wrote my book, okay? When I went to that writer's workshop, I didn't even know what my book was going to be about, like, seriously, guys, that's I didn't even know what the book was going to be about. I just went, and I listened, and I did everything they said. And by the time I left there, I really had a clear vision of what to do. And then the book absolutely came to me. And so I can't wait to speak at this writer's workshop. If you, have a, if you feel at all the itch to write a book, I beg you to come to Orlando. It's going to be Mike Dooley. This man will change your life. I mean, first of all, whether you ever even write anything, just listening to him is life-changing, and he will share so many stories with you. Nancy Levin is going to be the other speaker. She is phenomenal. As I, Kathy, I know you're a huge Nancy Levin fan. I am too. Nancy I am a Levin fan. also. <laughs> yeah, Nancy also endorsed my book. So how 
I mean, the fact that I get to be on stage with two people who wrote endorsements for my book, I'm so grateful I could just, like, float into the clouds. And um, Reed Tracy, the CEO of Hay House, will do a lot of speaking, and you will learn about the book business. And then there'll be little old me that I'm getting 30 minutes, but in that 30 minutes, I really want to speak to the audience about, number one, what it's like to be a Hay House author and and win the contest. But number two, and like the most important thing, is I want people to understand like what we just said. You're going to win or you're going to win. Yeah. Yeah, I I strongly urge everyone to go to those. It's a very they're just amazing. So Merritt, we're coming Did I give did I give you guys a link to the did I give you guys a link for tickets? Uh I for tickets? No, I didn't get a link for tickets. I do have a couple links to talk about though. So first is you have a freebie for McKnight Your Dreams for our listeners and that is going to be I will post a link on our Best Life Cafe Facebook page, but it is http colon slash slash maryshores.com slash iyd hyphen workbook dot com and that will give you a, a freebie and mary tell us where we can get your book let's let's talk about where we can where they can find you so the um the book is on amazon like super cheap right now um i was the the book is literally a less than eleven dollars including shipping if you have prime so there's no reason not to get this book at that cheap price i'm i'm not sure it's still at the pre-sale price so i'm not sure if the price is going to go up on amazon or not now if you have a mm-hmm. local barnes and noble we have been finding the book all over the country at barnes and nobles i've got people sending mm-hmm. me pictures right and left we were shocked so my book I think we talked about that at the beginning of the show. Like I just by surprise someone sent me a picture of my book right next to Dale Carnegie's book and Tony Robbins' book. Like what a huge honor. (laughs) So did you did you actually get in your car and go down and sign that book for him? Yes, my friend Jeff. Heck yeah, I did. That I love that about you. I thought that was the coolest thing when I saw that on Facebook. I'm like, she got down there and oh my god, Mary, that's the best. That is so special. It it was, yeah. and he so he yeah he was like you're meeting me there. And I was like okay, and uh, yeah we just we met up and we sat there and we actually ended up talking to a veteran like for two hours sitting at the coffee shop. You know they got the Starbucks and the Barnes and Nobles, and we got we ended up talking to this veteran for like two hours. He's a beekeeper, and anyway that's a story for another time. But yeah, so I. um I would just love, love, love anyone to grab that book. I think it's a better deal from Amazon because it's like $8 cheaper than Barnes & Noble, but, hey, I'm sometimes a cheapskate. Also, anyone who wants to join my Facebook group, it's called Fearless Ambition. And I love this group. It's growing. I am active in that group every day. If you post a question from – I'm a member. Yeah, thank you. you. if you post a question from Ignite Your Dreams or any of the other stuff that we've got going on, I will personally respond, and there's a lot of other support going on in the group for people who've like already done the Ignite Your Dreams workbook and um, also people that I have a feeling once they start reading the book will be posting things from the mm-hmm. book as well. At least that's my, that's my wish. Mayor, Yay, it has just been so amazing having you – on our show again today. We are so honored that you chose us for your first podcast yes. after the book. I mean, I cannot even tell you 
how much that means to us, how much we love you. And I just, I personally want to just say, I love you so much. And you just bring so much joy to me. And just thank you. Just, I'm so filled with gratitude for you right now. I just, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you are so sweet. And I love you both equally as well. You guys have a, I don't know. It's just like it's one of those synchronicities, and it is so special. Mm-hmm. I really, this was the only show I wanted to go on um, today to celebrate my book, and just to let you know how big that is. Um, the next show I go on is Chicken Soup for the Soul. Woo! All right, awesome. guys, you gotta go. Love you both. <laughs> Bye, we'll everybody. See you next week, everybody. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs>